Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is Wednesday. The number is 800-922-6680. I guess there is a vote going on right now on whether to uh, make Jim Jordan the next House Speaker. And I would like to say to the uh, the rhinos out there that uh, you better you better make him House Speaker, I'm going to tell you, because uh, the American people want it. That's it. They don't want this rhino nonsense. They don't want another Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was, uh, was ejected because he did not fulfill the tenets of a contract. That's it. That's what happens. If you do that, you get fired. So, boo frickety who, Kevin McCarthy, you, you thought you had uh, some sort of a, uh, a mandate, I guess, and you thought that maybe somebody wouldn't hold you accountable. But eight people did. So, uh, too bad, so sad, we move on. And I'm going to tell you, you rhinos, you might want to consider voting for Jim Jordan today because if it ain't Jim Jordan today, it might be Donald Trump tomorrow. That's what I really wanted, actually. And the reason being is because uh, he knows where all the bodies are. He knows what's going on in the world. He knows how to fix everything. And it would drive the left insane. And it would really upset both the establishment, GOP, and Democrat Party, which is, I'll just call it the Uniparty. How about that? It would make the Uniparty's heads explode. How's that sound? And by the way, a majority of Americans, even the majority of conservatives, supported Kevin McCarthy's ouster. CBS, so you know it's even higher. CBS found 54% of Americans who identified as conservative expressed uh, approval for booting McCarthy. So you know it's at least 60%, the CBS poll. Uh, so there, uh, people are saying that they want somebody conservative. Uh, the survey also noted that those uh, Americans who supported his ouster, 75% agreed with the sentiment that McCarthy wasn't effective. An opinion that came after McCarthy cut a deal to avert a government shutdown last month, angering many of the uh, members of the right flank of his party. No, it, it was just um, it was just ticking off the constituents of the Republican Party. All of us doesn't mean you're an anti-Trump or you're a pro-Trumper to have wanted Kevin McCarthy to fill the tenants of the contract he signed because nobody trusted him when he was uh, running for the position and then when he got in the position he proved we were right and he blew off all 
of the demands that we made that he had to do as the speaker, including, I don't know, a budget. Uh, I don't know about closing the southern border. How about a, uh, a real investigation and impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden instead of that piece of crap joke that you did a couple weeks ago? How about that? Kevin McCarthy calls uh, out the House Republicans who sided with Dems to remove him as speaker. He says, this will go down in history as the biggest mistakes these eight have ever made. No, bro. You are so on the out, you have no idea how badly you just got your arse handed to you. It will not go down as one of the biggest mistakes those eight have made. It will go down as far as real conservatives and, and, uh, and those who, who love the country and those who want sanity returned to Washington, D.C., and those who want to drain the swamp and get rid of the uniparty, they'll look at those eight people as heroes. So you're wrong. Thousands of, uh, of people are, are flooding the congressional uh, phone lines demanding Jim Jordan for speaker. They are literally melting the phone lines, according to one insider. That uh, I haven't seen anything like this in years, one top House GOP aide said. They are literally melting the phone lines. Some uh, office numbers are permanently busy. Thousands and thousands of people are calling their members of Congress demanding Jordan for speaker. Do you know why? Because Jordan is the closest thing to Trump. And his policies, and Donald Trump in the midterms, I think he won 217 of the 230 races that he endorsed. So if you think that Donald Trump is not the future of the Republican Party, then you better find another party, uh, Kevin McCarthy, or you better learn to go, okay, the establishment GOP is done. The country club blue blood uh, conservatives that Ronald Reagan tried to purge, they're back, they're in power, but they're worse. Because now they don't just hang out in the country club. Now they get rich and they enrich their friends and they move your money around like they're board members at a company and they spend it on things you don't approve of. Both parties. And that crap is over. This is Jim Jordan last night uh, saying that he was feeling optimistic about the vote. And uh, and again, I'm, I'm trying to uh, monitor what exactly is going on with the vote for Jim Jordan. So please, uh, you know, if something could happen at any moment. But here's Jim Jordan. We need to get a speaker tomorrow. Um, the American people deserve to have their Congress, their House of Representatives the working. MAGA so people. You can't have that happen to get a speaker. Did he say the American people or the MAGA people? So we need to do that. Plus, we need to be helping <laughs> our, our dearest friend again. and colleague, uh, our, our dearest friend and and closest ally of uh, Israel, we need to help them as well. Keep going least, over and over again. Tomorrow you expect multiple roll call Well, look, tomorrow? I felt good walking into the conference. I feel even better now. we got a few more people we want to talk to, listen to, uh, and then we'll have a vote tomorrow. All right, I'm actually watching the Newsmax app on my cell phone because somehow on my vacation, my TV remote disappeared in the studio. So... <laughs> so the House vote is going, on, uh, is going on right now, and let's hope that uh, Mr. Jordan gets the votes needed so we can get going and turn this country around. Jim Jordan is a bulldog and he's going after Alvin Bragg. Jim Gossett. Alvin's scared he's unprepared cause he's nothing but a big win back. Jim shining light on his phony case. The corruption will be found. And so Alvin's sued and he may be screwed with the wrong guy this time around. Hey Alvin better back down. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the 
You don't pull the mask off an old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. Everything's on the table. We do want Mr. Bragg to answer questions. Jim Jordan's on your case. Best be afraid of him. Alvin Bragg's gonna learn the lesson that you don't mess around with Jim. You don't mess around with Jim. So uh, Adam uh, Kinziger and Liz Cheney both oppose Jim Jordan becoming speaker. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think he's going to be a good speaker. <laughs> there you go, because honestly, uh, who gives a flying uh, crap about what either of those have to say? Oh, but guess this. Uh, there is a mystery challenger set to take on Jim Jordan as speaker. <laughs> You know what happened at the, at the time of the release of this story? The GOP didn't have a choice. They just said, oh, yeah, uh, we have a secret speaker. As uh, moderate Republicans try to keep Ohio rep from, uh, from the top job. Yeah, we've got a, see, we've got a secret. We're not going to tell you. Well, can you give us your initials? No, we're not going to tell you. We're going to keep it from you. No, 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 no. We're not gonna tell you. you can't make us. You can't make us. <laughs> It's hilarious. It is just hilarious. It, uh, it makes me quite happy to see uh, the see the turmoil in the Republican Party. This is the chaos that I wanted to happen. And, and Democrats voted for it. Yay, good job, Democrats. You voted for it. I, I would have really have loved to have seen uh, Donald Trump uh, come in as the speaker. And then you could say to Democrats, hey, man, you did it. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been fantastic? It would have been fantastic. Millionaires who pumped $500 million into Ivy League schools back out after failure to condemn the Hamas terror attack in Israel. Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania. Don't worry, you, Penn. You're getting plenty of that commie Chinese money thanks to Joe Biden. You're cool. You are absolutely cool. Facing losing hundreds of millions. I love this. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, defund Harvard. I mean, defund every one of them. Let them live on their own. Screw them. If you're an alumni, you know, this is the amazing thing, is that Harvard and all of these elite schools around the country have allowed all of this bleep to happen on campus. This uh, defund Israel, this all of this stuff, and they've allowed creeping anti-Semitism on their campi, and they've allowed these professors to spew hate and all of this, and then ultimately when an attack happens, and the, the university president who's presided over all of this anti-Jew hate stuff and is allowed to happen at the university, and then 30 student groups sign on the day that Israel responds to the murder and the, the Holocaust 2.0 that Hamas did, then, then the, the student groups sign this. And what uh, Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania and all these places forgot was that uh, a lot of the people who graduate and become exceedingly wealthy are Jewish. So there's that. I'm not saying they're all Jewish, but I mean, you know, I think we could all say there are a lot of Jewish rich people. You know, I had three Jewish agents. I know this, and I know this. <laughs> oh, this is funny. So Harvard and UPenn have been hardest hit with a host of alumni calling on the college to either do a better job as some evoke their funding entirely. Billionaire Ken Griffin, former U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman, have stripped their support for both prestigious universities after slamming their stance. The schools could, could lose $487 million in funding over their stance. I hope it was worth it. And don't go back. Don't go back because they've been preaching this forever. They were just slow to the draw when Hamas did all the murdering. 
They're still down with it. Okay, they're still down with Hamas. They're still down with the Palestinians. They're still down with the left. They're still down with Antifa. They're still down with BLM. So screw them. Let them go out of business. Let them go out of business. The latest blow to Harvard has seen the Wexner Foundation pull their support of the school entirely after donating $56 million over the cap the course of 30 years. In a statement, the foundation said they feel stunned and sickened at Harvard's failure to take a clear and unequivocal stance against the barbaric murders of innocent civilians. <clears throat> Unfortunately, our faith in the university's leadership has been broken and we cannot good faith continue to support Harvard and its committees. Do this to every bleeping university that teaches leftist hate, CRT, communism, socialism, let them all go straight to. <clears throat> Don't send your kids there. Now, uh, we denounce those who seek to place blame on the people of Israel for the atrocities committed by the terrorist organization Hamas. That's what, uh, that's what Harvard said too late, too little too late. And the backlash really started to hit. 34 Harvard student groups <clears throat> signed a letter that blamed Israel for Hamas massacre of Jewish people. Yeah. We, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for the unfolding violence. Over a dozen business executives are joining the call to black, blacklist the students while the group lined about being persecuted. Yeah. Too bad, so sad. You're a big boy, big girl. You can carry around a Hamas flag on campus like a big boy and big girl. And when you uh, back Nazis, then you will be punished like a big boy and a big girl. Then I. Harvard uh, billionaire, uh, founder of uh, Victoria's Secret, pulls funding from Harvard, accused the school of dismal failure to take a stand for uh, Israel. Hamas supporting Harvard students are begging for donations to support their mental health after suffering relentless bullying over supporting terror in Israel. Harvard's Arab Alumni Association has appealed for donations to help students' mental health after they were subjected to relentless bullying and intimidation for blaming Israel. Well, they should be. To hell with them. They should be paraded through the streets. They should, uh, you know, take them maybe just for a little stroll down one of the uh, the avenues, one of the kibitzes that were kibitzes that were were slaughtered in Israel. How about doing that? <clears throat> How about you do that? Just like they did with the supporters of the Nazis after the the uh, concentration camps were liberated. How about you do that? You're all in for it. Let's go see the bodies. Let's go see the bodies. I'm thousand percent serious. Harvard undergrad uh, Palestinian Solidarity Committee issued a letter on October 7th co-signed by 33 Harvard student organizations stating, we the underside hold Israel entirely responsible for the unfolding violence. The students uh, leading the organizations, the Solidarity Committee, were named and faced calls to be blacklisted from future employment. I wouldn't hire any one of them. On Wednesday, the Harvard Arab Alumni Association wrote to members appealing for help. They may require legal counsel, health care, mental health support, financial aid, and mentorship to navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. Yeah, go work at Starbucks. Go, go work at Starbucks. And, and by the way, also, all of the student groups involved need to be disbanded, and all of the students need to be expelled or punished, and all of the students who are here from abroad, from a Middle Eastern country who espouse the support of Palestine and blamed Israel should be removed from the university and the country. How about that? How about that, Candace Owens? How about that? Let's take a break and come back. Steve, you're up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
I did listen to a lot of music on vacation. This is Hugo. The band is called Hugo. They're pretty amazing. You know what else happened while I was on vacation? I got bitten by a cobra. You think I'm kidding? No, I got bitten by a cobra, man. I went to uh, the uh, car dealership where I used to work, and uh, uh, we had to buy an extra car. We had to buy a, a used car for my wife. And uh, we were there. My, the manager's name is Mike, and he, he, he flips cars. So we got like a 69 Charger. He's had a 68 Camaro, and he flips these cars. And he got a, a kit car, Cobra. It was the most beautiful uh, uh, Ford Cobra I've ever seen. It is uh, emerald green. And, and he said, you want to go for a ride? I said, okay. Well, what I didn't uh, remember is that the side pipes on a Cobra get unbelievably hot when you're you know going down the street you got a 427 under the hood and a car that weighs about a thousand pounds <laughs> so we went for a test drive we get back i'm wearing shorts and i and i lean in to look at the engine and lay my leg against the side pipe of the cobra and i tried to be cool like not scream and go oh yeah i just i was like oh yeah oh that's a great engine there mike you know anyway in a second degree blister burn giant giant uh, it looked like a it looks like the eye from the uh, lord of the rings movies you know that it looks like that except for sideways and on my leg so i got bitten by a cobra while i was on vacation it's, it's been a little very painful it's a it's a pretty good second degree burn but at least i can tell people i got bitten by a cobra let's go to steven Town, maryland steve welcome to the rob carson show you have some thoughts on jim jordan go ahead Yes, uh, the Republicans don't help themselves. I feel like the last eight that are holding up everything are the true patriots. Why doesn't Jim Jordan, instead of coming out with a blah, blah, blah statement, come out like Newt Gingrich and say, look, here's the ten things we're going to do to straighten and go back to conservatism? Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah, you're, you're talking about maybe kind of a uh, contract with America kind of thing? Or a contract with conservatives. That's even better. Yeah, I, understand, I, understand, I understand that, Steve, um, but they kind of did that with um, Kevin McCarthy, and look what he did. Well, he turned coat. I mean, he yeah, wound up giving yeah, Ukraine yeah. a backdoor deal. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I understand what you're saying, Steve. Of all the people that well, – do you remember what I said last week about the most important um, uh, trait that we need in a new House speaker? Do you recall maybe me hearing that? If you didn't, I understand. Because uh, most people uh, don't hang on my every word. You know what the word is? It's uh, trust. It's, no, it's trust. It's trust, dude. Uh, well, it's trust. We yeah. need someone we can trust. Of all the people that I have witnessed over the last couple of years in Washington, D.C., I would say that he is one of the few I believe that we can trust. Sure. I, I'm, I, I'm, probably, I'm probably saying that against the, you know, people are screaming at the radio. But but making a new contract, let's bring the phone line down he hung up um instead of uh instead of creating a new contract look at his record um see what he has done with these uh, uh leading the judiciary uh, uh, committee which he's i think he's done a very good job and uh i i understand the 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 desire for another contract uh, you know uh, kevin mccarthy had a contract so i'm not sure that a contract is going to mean a, a whole lot uh, they're probably going to change the procedures with regard to getting rid of someone. You can't just do it with, you know, one person like Matt Gates. They're probably going to change that. But uh, he's one of the only people that I trust. He's the only person that I trust. And anybody else doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned. Unless you consider somebody like Byron Donald. Uh, consider somebody like that. There are a few people that I do trust, but um, not as much as Jim Jordan. 
So uh, I'm looking at the TV. Jordan appears to lose first House Speaker vote, uh, 140. Jordan, 135. Jeffries, McCarthy, and Scalise, nine. Others, four. Uh, the, Demo- or the Republican Party is going to have to realize that uh, the old days of the GOP are done. Donald Trump has reinvented the party, and the American people are behind that party. And if they want anybody else, they better make a party of their own. That's it. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Before we go to our uh, next guest, who is a regular guest on the show, retired Colonel John Mills. This is what Rudy Giuliani said last night with Eric Bowling about the United States and where we are 22 years after 9-11. So right now, we have a lot more terrorists here than we had before September 11th. I mean, if you just look at the apprehensions and then you do an extrapolation from that, there isn't a terrorist expert in the world that wouldn't tell you that in terms of the number of Islamic extremist terrorists in this country right now, it's much more dangerous than right before September 11th. And why is that, Mayor? We're not relegated to lone wolves. I mean, I don't know if Christopher Ray has ever been right about anything, but uh, his concern with lone wolves is a little ridiculous when you consider that for two and a half years, our door has been wide open to any Islamic extremist terrorist who wants to walk in here. The chance of being caught is probably about one in four, one in five. If you get caught, you get returned. But believe me, they're paying the Islamic terrorists, are paying their partners, the Mexican cartels, big money to get in secretly. So for everyone that gets apprehended, bare minimum, at least uh, at least one comes in without being apprehended. So if we've had about six or seven million come in that have been apprehended, we've had about six or seven come in that haven't been. Now, I remember when 9-11 happened, there was a lot of talk about how uh, radical Islamists would embed themselves for however long it takes. And yesterday I made the analogy that most probably some of the same children who uh, who gathered candy being thrown from terrorist uh, leaders' arms in parades on 9-11 were probably old enough to commit some of the acts as uh, warriors for Hamas last Saturday. Would not surprise me. Uh, and, and it looks like Hamas and, uh, and radical Islam has done exactly what they expected. Maybe we didn't expect it to happen so soon. Uh, Colonel John Mills on the phone line. He is a U.S. Army uh, colonel, former director of the Cybersecurity Policy in the Department of Defense, and an author of a new book, The War Against the Deep State. And he's on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, Rob. Thank you. Always an honor to be on your show. What do you think about Rudy Giuliani's comments about what Joe Biden has done, not only with Middle Eastern uh, 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 relations, blowing up the Abraham Accords effectively, it looks like, and then allowing uh, free access to the world's terrorists on our southern border for the last three years? Well, the Biden team seems to have the mightiest touch of lead for anything they touch on these matters. Uh, Are they intentionally messing things up? I noticed almost immediately there was somebody over the weekend saying that on background, that's a swamp term for um, uh, Jake Sullivan talking on bat-feeding stories to legacy media. But uh, we told the Israelis, we told the Israelis, and uh, that may or may not have happened. But, yeah, we have a, a crisis and some of the other talk uh, a portion 
was about, I, I think at this point in time, we have a clear and present danger inside of America right now. And I just came back from Panama, uh, where I spent some time with Michael Yan and Ann Vandersteel, uh, observing what was going down there, including the immense flow of, of internationals through the Darien Gap, inter- illegal internationals on their way, and uh, a significant component are what appear to be Chinese paramilitaries. I think we have a clear and present danger inside our country right now at three to 5,000 a day through the Darien Gap, that's a low estimate, um, you know, even if uh, 5% of those are, uh, are Chinese paramilitaries or special operators, uh, we have multiple thousands at this point inside, not, not, not even counting those who may be, uh, uh, be associated with uh, radical terrorist groups. Uh, you know, uh, Colonel, you know, we, we saw on Saturday the uh, border between Gaza and Israel being breached with heavy equipment and wire cutters. And then we saw these military-age males come into Israel with their weapons ready. The only thing that the people coming across our southern border are missing, uh, presumably, is the weapons. Um, and and uh, how serious do you think this is right now and and more importantly what the hell do we do about it um yeah i just on my Substack, colonel rhett john i just did a posting on this there's seven immediate steps that need to be taken at this point in time we literally have to start rounding them up i know everybody freaks out when you so you're saying we're going to round up illegals well at least this portion of them because these are clearly uh chinese paramilitaries likely associated with it's called the strategic support force. It's a major command in the People's Liberation Army. It's just like our SOCOM, uh, but fentanyl distribution uh, comes out of uh, this, this this organization in China. Um, the, the All these special operators, cyber warfare, satellite warfare, all that comes out of the strategic support force. This is in American military forms, these are advanced force operators on the ground inside of America, ready to take up arms to um, essentially create a civil war-like environment and destabilize the country. If you thought the summer of love in 2020 was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet, uh, what we're going to see in 2024. These are bad, and we're not even including the terrorist elements. So we need to literally start rounding them up, uh, questioning them, vetting them, getting all of them out of the country, and those who are the worst of the worst, we need to intern them, because these are active, willful, trained, likely armed provocateurs ready to start, uh, essentially to start military attacks, organized, planned attacks. And as we saw with Hamas, I read the operations order that that was done a year ago. I would say Iran's fingerprints are all over that that, uh, operations order. It definitely mimics American military planning. The Iranians always mimic us. At this time, Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Iran is a proxy of China. We probably have large levels of Hamas, other extremist groups from the southern border already inside of America, and no question we have Chinese paramilitary. We have an immediate crisis right now inside of America, and we need to address this. How do we do it when we have a jackass as the president who doesn't care? 
uh, and the Senate that is in control of Dem- by Democrats. What can we do, well, Colonel? I mean, because honestly, I, uh, I suggested this. I said every every able-bodied veteran and or former uh, police or first responder get deputized to stand on the southern border and to be armed against this nonsense. And I'm not kidding. I, I am because well, we cannot sit here and let the people in power uh, unleash an illegal and dangerous invasion that could result in a civil war. If the people in power are doing that to the people, then by God in heaven, the people have to do something about it. Yes, what I would suggest is uh, uh, right-minded governors need to take action, and they have the legal authority. They need to take action now on this. This is a clear and imminent present danger. Constitutional sheriffs need to take action. One thing I've noticed is the nexus between unlawful Chinese uh, nationals who are here in America and cannabis production. And that's what people will say, well, John, in my state, it's legal. Uh, well, okay, we got a problem here because of the discord between federal and state law. But also, the challenge is m- many people are now illegally growing cannabis in legal in states where it's legal because they you can't make money just subscribing and following the administrative burden of the california regulatory and oversight regime so people are just saying forget this i'm just going to do it on my own ignore what california says and guess who there's a very very disturbing high content chinese nationals are definitely in, in addition to fentanyl killing 10,000 a month they're all over cannabis production so they this is they're using this to create zombies on our street kill americans and so it's it uh, governors it's constitutional sheriffs governors can use their national guard and, and many states have additional forces a civil defense force in addition to their national guard which is legal and start using them to rounding up and yes i'm using the term detention camps because this is this is not a family coming across the border trying to seek work, whether they're from Afghanistan or Central South America or, or West Africa. These are these are military age males that are clearly here for only one reason. They are a clear and present danger now. So if the federal government is incompetent, bought off, corrupt, state governors, sheriffs need to take action. We need to do something, uh, Colonel, because uh, the American people are screaming for a secure border they are sick of it they are sick and damn tired of this nonsense they recognize the danger that we're in and we're screaming at officials in washington dc who are not doing anything about it i'm going to tell you i've never seen anything like this uh but but honestly i think we're done with this Uh, i like to say that 74 percent of the american people believe the country is headed in the wrong direction we can unite to save her and if the uh, idiots in washington dc will not do so then by god in heaven the good people of this country must, and the and the states must as well. Uh, this is KT McFarland uh, about eight days ago talking about what Joe Biden would do uh, this week. She actually predicted he's going to uh, to Israel. Here's what she said: We can expect from Joe Biden today. Within a month's time, probably within two weeks' time, Biden will be calling. For ceasefire, Israel will be the bad guy in the Middle East. Israel will be responsible for all these things. And then Israel could well be alone within a month. You really think it could be that bad? Yeah, I do. What I worry about is that as public opinion shifts and change, and it will, because the pictures you're going to start seeing are going to be what's happening in Gaza. Yep. And, the, and the, you know, the Palestinians are really good at spinning it to look like the victims. 
If the United States abandons Israel or doesn't give Israel what Israel needs to, to finish the job, will Israel conclude, I've got nothing left to lose. It's now or never. What do you think? Colonel, about uh, about Israel. Uh, what do you think about uh, Janet Yellen and Joe Biden say? Yeah, we got enough money to do two wars—one in Ukraine and one in Israel. What do you What do you say Israel has to do, and what do you think is going to happen? Um, well, okay, this is a fifth-generation information war. Hamas, a, a terrorist group, yeah. which needs to be eliminated. We always need to differentiate between Hamas and the Palestinian people. The Palestinian people are absolutely oppressed by Hamas in the Gaza Strip. No, no, no. So, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. Fifty-four percent of them voted for Hamas. So I think a, uh, I think maybe, a good share of them. Maybe not. Maybe, right. maybe not. But I'm you're, you're, you're going to respectfully. Respectfully. You are going to create terrorists if you treat all Palestinians as part of Hamas. That's a bad idea. Okay, that's okay. Uh, so the Israelis have have given very wise guidance for all civilians to move to the uh, to move to the southwest corner, which is much more open. And what's happened? They've been killed, killed by Hamas. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, what do you think that we need to do? How do we need to support Israel when they fight? Is uh, I mean, do we need to be involved? Because they're already talking about two thousand troops. We've got uh, we've got uh, uh, two aircraft carriers over there. Uh, what do you What do you think we need to do? I don't want to see us involved in the militarily. I've got a kid who's eighteen years old and a kid who's twenty three, and I am on on high alert with regard to this. I don't think any of this has to happen. It's just because we got an idiot in the White House who's projecting weakness around the world. So, what do you think the United States should do for Israel? Well, okay. Xi of China is the arsonist-in-chief who gave the code red to Iran to give the code red to Hamas to pull, pull this off. We don't want to become involved in a no. messy forever war, which is exactly what their strategy is. And we don't want Israel to become in a messy forever war. The, north, the northeast corner of Gaza is heavily tunneled. It's a mess. We, there are hostages, including Americans. We need to figure out a way to very carefully extract them out and also very surgically eliminate all Hamas. Uh, but this does not mean this is a challenge with the U.S. government military or the U.S. military model is the conventional forces get involved. They, cl- they plop down a base camp. And next thing you know, we're involved in a forever war. So keep this but keep this special operation focused. No forever war. No, no base camps that the conventional force structure just is obsessed with establishing, which perpetuates forever war. We provide intelligence support, logistics support, ballistic missile defense to support to Israel, but the focus should be the Pacific. And right now, two out of our three carriers that are actually forward deployed around the world are now committed. We only have 11 large carriers. Um, There's only three that are operationally forward deployed right now. One's essentially in South Korea. The other two are now tied up in the Eastern Med. We need to be focusing on deterrence of Chinese moves because Xi and China want to set the world on fire. So when they move on Taiwan and then keep moving to the second island chain and then then the third island chain, we're totally worn out, exhausted and distracted. John Mills, I appreciate your uh, time today. Where can people go to your Substack again? Your phone is cracking up. Will you tell us about that so we can go read up? Yeah, the book is War Against the Deep State, waragainstthedeepstate.com, yes. results yes. to Amazon. I'm Colonel Rhett John, Colonel R.E.T. John, Substack, Getter, and Truth.
All right, my friend. Have a glorious day, and uh, I pray for peace, and I, and I pray this will all end in, a, in a, as least a damaging way as possible. I uh, appreciate it. God bless, sir, and have a glorious week, okay? Thank you, Rob. Take care. Always on the right. show. All right. Very good. Uh, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. We got a lot of stuff to get to, including uh, the gag order against Donald Trump, the Trump doctrine, and how a lot of people on the left are going, oh, maybe Trump was right, maybe it's good to have a strong leader who can think clearly in office. So that's all coming up. Yesterday, we introduced you to a new new, uh, advertiser on this show. It's called The Wellness Company. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've been waiting for this this company to come along for a very long time. And I'll tell you, when it started, when my kids were in elementary school, we were in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, when Barack Obama was the president. And there was a, uh, a bird flu that went through. It was an avian flu. And unlike COVID, it affected children more severely. And I could not get ZPAC anywhere. I needed ZPAC for my kids. Ultimately, we had to go like 10 different places. I think I got it. I had to actually do the suspension myself. Literally, I had to make it myself. For my kids. But the toxic partnership of big government, big pharma, big tech, and the mainstream media are continuing to to ramp us up to the return of masks and more COVID lockdowns and all this nonsense. And you're going to need something at home. If you have a food kit at home, if you you have water, potable water in case of emergency, don't you think you need a medical kit after all the nonsense we went through? When I had COVID, I had to go to Florida to get ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. I had to go to Florida. Well, some of the people, the doctors who were shut down during COVID, like Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Jim Thorpe, they've gotten together to create this emergency medicine kit in your home. New emergency medical kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping your family safe and healthy. They include life-saving medications like ivermectin, Z-Pak, uh, what else? Uh, if, if, if medicine for bronchitis, COVID, nausea, pneumonia, strep throat, which is huge. I had it. It actually had, I, I had a heart attack because of strep throat when I was 31. Tonsillitis, all of these things. If you want one of these emergency package you got to go online and you got to fill out a questionnaire about your health about the meds you take then you will be prescribed a kit for you and your family and if you go to the wellness company to their website you're going to save 10 percent by using the promo code carson i know you've been looking for this because i've been looking for it and it's finally here so go to twc dot health slash carson twc TheWellnessCompany.com or .health slash Carson. TWC.health slash Carson. Use promo code Carson to save 10%. And remember, The Wellness Company. It's what you've been waiting for. We've seen enough crisis the last 10 years. It's coming along at the perfect time. TWC.health slash Carson. All right? We check that out. I wish you would. John Roberts talking about what we can expect in Israel with Joe Biden's visit today. This is what he said. Is Biden going to try to talk Bibi Netanyahu out of mounting a major ground operation? Or will he give Israel his full support behind it? Don't forget last week. President- One thing is for sure. It's Joe Biden, so he will do the wrong thing. Biden said that the U.S. was standing fully behind Israel. I mean, first he'll talk and he'll blah, 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 and then he'll stumble around and then uh, Jill will have to drag him off the stage. Well, and then last night on 60 Minutes he said, well, I don't think it would be a good idea for Israel to reoccupy Gaza. And that's an important statement because if Israel completes its task, Jesse, or its stated task at least, of getting rid of Hamas, 
criticism worldwide to this operation is mounting. Egypt's al-Sisi said yeah. on Sunday to Anthony Blinken that Israel had gone beyond its right of self-defense now to what he called collective punishment of the Palestinians. Yeah, exactly what has to happen because the Palestinians could have fixed it since 9-11, and they didn't. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. And this, my friend, would be the final hour of the Rob Carson Show today. I know, I know, I know. It goes so quickly. Here is the uh, number. It is uh, 800-922-6680. We have uh, much to get to as the uh, show progresses. I uh, Just a, a, a point of personal privilege, a couple of things here real quick. The, uh, the hamster that we loved so much died. Yeah, we had another hamster death in the family. Uh, I heard this comedian. I was listening to uh, Comedy Central Radio the other day because I do that to clear my mind and listen to music or comedy, one or the other. And this guy said, uh, hamsters do one thing very well, and that's die. And so our, our hamster, Rye, maybe you've heard me talk about Rye. Call him Rye Rye, American Pie, Riboflavin. You know, you know, he's a great little animal, just kind of fun. You put him in a little hamster wheel, you know, feed him. He liked pasta. He liked to lay on his back and feed him pasta. Eat it, and you hold his little paws and everything and all of that. Uh, but, you know, it, it's amazing. You get these hamsters, and you, they're alive for one to like two and a half years, I guess. And then all of a sudden, it's like one month, all of a sudden, oh, I got a gray hair. Then all of a sudden, the next day, completely white. And then the bones are sticking out of the back. And then, you know, like literally a week later, dead. Okay, there you go. Happy, happy uh, birthday, everybody. So... I tried to convince my daughter not to get another hamster. She got another hamster. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? But uh, Rai Rai was pretty, uh, pretty amazing little, just a fun little animal. You know, and here's what I say about animals like this. One of the great things that I learned about growing up on a farm was animal husbandry. Now, uh, Democrats, that doesn't mean uh, marrying a dog. Uh, I know that you know, maybe that's your fantasy. Maybe you can identify as one or whatever. But, uh, but no, no, it's taking care of animals. It's, uh, it's making sure that they live a full life regardless of their lot in life. If you're a pig, you're going to be born to be bacon or a pet, <laughs> you know, right? So what do you do? You give that animal the best life possible. And that's what we did with Rai Rai. That's what we do with our dogs. We, we, yeah, I'm stupid about my dogs. I got stupid name. I got songs for my dogs just like I did with my kids. I'm just a total goofball. But, you know, your life is not, um, I don't think, full unless you uh, fill it with animals. And I'm not talking about Democrats. I can't okay, do another Democrat joke. But uh, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Um, I don't know why that my uh, Alexa is suddenly talking to me. Alexa, No. Thank you. Please don't become self-aware and kill me. All right, thanks. I'm always really polite to Alexa. Oh, I said her name, dear God. No, no, nothing. Nothing, honey. Don't kill me in my sleep when you become self-aware. Um, I'm always very polite to Alexa. Are you one of the only people who says to your A-L-E-E-X-A that you say please and thank you? When you're like, hey, what's the weather going to be like today? And, and she says that, and you say thank you, right? Yeah, you do. It's really weird. We live in some pretty weird times. We, uh, we really do. <sighs> Uncharted territory. Obama appointed judge gag order on Trump as the first of its kind. You know why? Uh, well, guess what else is the first of its kind? Four indictments of a president who's running for president again. Yeah. Uh, it's illegal. Uh, it is meant to shut him up so he cannot campaign. He cannot uh, counter the arguments that are being held in the public square. Uh, by the uh, prosecution and her, and it's a criminal act. And I hope when Donald Trump is the president of the United States, he uh, uh, finds a way to remove this person 
from the bench. I think she is a. Uh, I think she is a Klingon. I do. I think she's from this because her name is Chutkan. Chutkan. You know. You ever hear the, the, uh, the you ever watch uh, Star Trek or uh, the uh, what's the name of the? There's a sitcom. Uh, um, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Uh, you know, occasionally they'll break into Klingon. <laughs> Chutkan. 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 And uh, and what did Trump? What did Donald Trump say about? Uh, about uh, the possibility of being jailed for speaking in a country that has the First Amendment and where he's running for president and there are four indictments against him all simultaneously uh, for the purpose of election interference. Uh, What's he going to do? A judge uh, gave a gag order today. Did you hear that on speech? Which I believe is totally unconstitutional what she did. A judge gave a gag order. A judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me, but uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. But the opponent can say all the bad things in the world they want to say about you. But this is weaponry all being done because Joe Biden is losing the election and losing very, very badly to all of us in the polls. He's losing badly. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. And there are probably at least 80 million people who are standing saying, I am Spartacus. I'm not kidding. Uh, Mike Pence, an an opponent of the 2024 Republican presidential race, is among the witnesses Trump is restricted from speaking about. (laughs) Well, that'll certainly increase Mike's lot as far as becoming the president if Donald Trump doesn't talk about him. Yeah, you bet. Lawyer and town hall columnist Kurt Schlichter called the order a disgraceful affront to the First Amendment, and it is, and it is. This is third world kangaroo court bullcrap. From the same people who brought you two impeachments, one in office that was completely bogus, the second one completely bogus, after he left office, a Mar-a-Lago raid where they literally went in without a crime, but a man leaked photos that the FBI carefully laid out with Trump's belongings and envelopes that said confidential and classified. While Bob Menendez, they sat on pictures of gold bars and uh, half a million dollars in cash stuffed into his jackets and strewn around his, strewn around his house. How does that happen? Well, it happens because our Justice Department and our uh, deep state in Washington, D.C. is completely and profoundly corrupt. Profoundly corrupt. So, uh, oh, I want to get a little bit more of uh, a little bit of more of Donald Trump because I get some good audio from Donald Trump. He was in Iowa, which is uh, my uh, my home state, by the way. Now, I know we heard last hour we heard talk to Colonel John Mills, and he says we're, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are worried we are on the verge of World War III. Uh, if you look at what's happening in Israel right now with what uh, Hamas did to Israel and the, uh, Israel, uh, their response and how Iran is involved, they supplied weapons and Iran is uh, supplying Hezbollah, and now Hezbollah is, go- Hezbollah is going to attack. This could get really big, really, in a really big hurry. But this is what the media said about World War III when Donald Trump was the president. Here it is. It's right here. Let me just uh, put the film in the projector just like I did when I was a little kid to uh, Brownos with my teacher. Here it is one more time. One more here. 
the dangers of impeachment and underestimate the dangers of a deranged president retaining control over a nuclear hyperpower. We cannot wait around while Donald Trump is in control of the nuclear weapon. Your objection to <laughs> potentially going into World War Three cannot be procedural. The biggest danger of the Trump presidency is that we are always just a Trump whim away from nuclear war. They say it's World War Three, but I'm looking out my window. It's very quiet in those smoking craters out there. Yeah, they've been wrong about everything. And this is the most dangerous thing they could be wrong about. And they're wrong about it. Here is uh, Donald Trump yesterday in Iowa talking about being ready as American citizens. I say be prepared. Be prepared. And hopefully the one thing that we really have to be careful of is World War Three because we're right on the cusp of World War Three. We're so close. We're so close. And we have a man who's a uh, not an intelligent man. Never was. Never was. He wasn't intelligent 30 years ago in his prime. And he's not intelligent now. And now he's really off. He can't find. He doesn't know how to get off a stage. Yeah. Yeah. He's completely incompetent. Everybody knows it. Now we've got Israel as a distraction and they're going to try and paint him as some sort of uh, wartime president. But everybody knows he's incompetent. Everybody knows he's corrupt. You think all of that's going away? Hell no, it ain't going anyway. Nice try, though. We're not stupid. We don't live in North Korea. We don't live in the Soviet Union. We still have at least some of the First Amendment intact. Here's Donald Trump talking about Joe Biden's incompetence and stumbling and bubbling, not only through uh, the Middle East, but also Ukraine. See what's happening in the Middle East. All that stuff would be, uh, would never have happened. The Israel would never be, Israel would never have been attacked. Ukraine would never have been attacked. I mean, go back to Ukraine. Ukraine, there was attacked because of the incompetence of uh, Afghanistan, the way they move. I mean, Putin's looking back and he sees this guy that can't even put two sentences together. They, they lose, they leave Afghanistan, they take the soldiers out first. No, but you don't take the soldiers out first. You take the soldiers out last. The soldiers yeah. don't. Yeah, and, and just a couple of things, and maybe this is just... I don't know. There's a coincidence here, but uh, let's see. On 9/11 of 2021, Donald or uh, Joe Biden withdrew all of our forces out of Afghanistan, turning over 85 billion dollars in equipment and hardware, and uh, and a military base that is very accessible to China, very strategically uh, amazing. All of that. Uh, and then on uh, September the 11th of this year, uh, Joe Biden freed up six billion dollars in exchange for hostages with Iran. You just think about it. Just, you know, think about that. Might want to be concerned about it. Hmm. Rich Lowry is a, uh, you know, he's a he's a rhino. I'll just say a rhino. Yeah, he's not a rhino. He's a traditional Republican. Well, it's a rhino. Rich Lowry has written a book called The Trump Doctrine. You better fear the freaking madman. And then he starts off with this kind of partial slam of Donald Trump, and then the big butt comes in here. Uh, his, extended, his tendency to extol the smarts of some of the worst malefactors around the world and put his personal animosities, often driven by other people, not accepting his delusions about the 2020 election above any, but uh, any other consideration is terrible and unfixable. Well, there's where Rich is already wrong. He's already started off the article, uh, you know, uh, as a, a complete rhino from hell. As Senator Tom Cotton pointed out on Sunday, Kabul didn't collapse on Trump's watch. Russia didn't invade Ukraine, and Hamas didn't launch a historic terror attack on Israel. In other words, Trump spoke loudly and carried a stick of 
indeterminate size, and this was just as good as carrying a big stick. It's worth noting, though, that he followed through on his promise to bomb ISIS into oblivion, and when given the chance to hit a committed enemy of the United States, the notorious Iranian operative Qasem Soleimani. That was a big wet one, and he had his, uh, his hand there with a ring still on it, just laying there. It was kind of funny. He targeted them for killing despite the uncomfortable risks. After initially rejecting the Soleimani option on December 28th and authorizing airstrikes, airstrikes on an Iranian-backed Shiite militia group instead, a few days later, Mr. Trump watched, fuming as television reports showed Iranian-backed attacks on the American embassy in Baghdad, according to Defense Department and administration officials. We saw this dynamic play out in a public regarding immigration policy south of the border. Trump rattled the cage of the countries he needed to cooperation from, which proved a predicate for his getting a handle on the border. So when he acts like he blows up terrorists or he calls one of them, says, hey, I'm looking at a picture of your house. And the terrorist goes, where'd you get that? He goes, oh, just trust me. I know where it is. He cut off aid to, aid to uh, Northern Triangle countries before restoring them when he got them done. He did. You know, and, and Kamala Harris went down to the, the Northern Triangle to find out the, why people are coming here. It's policy, moron. So, uh, in short, when Trump says that Hamas wouldn't have done this on his watch, many Republicans, perhaps independents in the general election, will tend to believe him. A more important question is whether the right people fear President Biden. The test for Trump, for all his failings, appeared to pass during his time in office. Nobody fears Biden. Everybody fears Trump. This is interesting. I, I saw this, and, I, and I'm tying these together because I, I go through a lot of stuff, and I, and I look for things that are relatable. Uh, one of them related to the topic. Billionaire and Democrat voter Chamath Palapatya uh, changes his tune. He's a billionaire investor. I hope I pronounce his name correctly. And he expressed a newfound appreciation for what Trump was able to accomplish during his tenure. Also went on to say that Trump derangement syndrome did more damage than Trump ever did. And here is he admitting that Trump derangement syndrome is the problem. Definitely in the center, but probably leaning increasingly right. I'm left yet again with an appreciation, despite the messenger of the message of the Trump administration, because what those guys did was pretty incredible in hindsight. These Abraham Accords. Oh, yeah, he did the Abraham Accords, but he didn't get a Nobel Prize like Barack Obama for doing nothing. The Accords with Israel and the GCC, the almost accord between Israel and Saudi, to really be able to like find a long-lasting peace is just a real example for the world. And you know, those guys did a lot of really good work. Is one's Trump derangement syndrome causing more damage than anything that Trump could have actually done. Yeah. And I think the answer is yes, because yeah. like, it's now causing us to not see that good work and then embrace and extend it. So much of the work that happened in that administration turns out to have been right. Oh, imagine that. I was saying it. I don't know why he was the president. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So Jim Jordan failed the first vote. Not a big surprise. It took Kevin McCarthy 15 uh, and I'm just telling the GOP that the Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell wing of the GOP, the Liz Cheney, the Adam Kinzinger wing of the GOP is dead. 
you're dead, you're done, you have no political future. That's just the way it is. And and I'm going to tell you, this isn't about uh, slavishly devoting yourself to Donald Trump. This is about finally recognizing America first and doing what your constituents are asking you to do. And your constituents are screaming, we need somebody who will do something that Kevin McCarthy did not do. Shut the damned border. Stop the damned spending. Uh, end the war and the funding of uh, Ukraine. I can go on and on. So you better get it together or you're going to be uh, done, done, done. I, I predicted this a long time ago. But the uh, Trump mania, the uh, never Trumper mania that, you know, honestly, think about this. Seven years ago, almost eight years ago, Donald Trump immediately started getting assailed by the media. Hate, hate, hate. He was the most popular TV personality of the time before that. The apprentice, he was, by everybody who was somebody wanted to be near Donald Trump. When he ran for office as an outsider, he suddenly became public enemy number one, a racist, an anti-Semite. That was a good one, right? Yeah, don't you kind of wish you had an anti-Semite like Donald Trump in office right now? Israel. So uh, that's what it is. It's Trump derangement syndrome. And this is uh, Victor Davis Hansen. I guess he's got a new spe- special uh, talking about t- Trump derangement syndrome and how bad it is. Never Trumper. He was a magnet that drew all of their toxicity to him. Look at Charles Sykes or David. Think about all of the uh, conservative pundits who are no longer conservative. Off the rails. Bat guano crazy. Joe Scarborough, uh, who he just mentioned. Charlie Sykes, who works at WTMJ in Baltimore. He's a bat guano crazy MSNBC leftist now. From or Bill Crystal or Jonah Goldberg. Uh, there yeah, was okay. nothing wrong Goldberg. with those people saying, this time around I feel that Trump's character is a little bit too much, yeah. so I'm going to not vote this. But there they didn't go. do that. Yeah. They got obsessed with him. The hatred of Trump. I guess it was his culture, his crudity, that was antithetical to what they thought they were. He was a fan. They became so obsessed that they began almost in this autoimmune stage to reject everything that they'd ever stood for. So now they're tweeting or they're messaging about how great Joe Biden is and and abortion should be on demand. It's almost a Trump elixir that he's given these people, a truth serum. Because after all, Donald Trump's agenda is being embraced by every single Republican candidate. And yet it's almost what the Never Trumpers always wanted. And so it begs the question, is this where they always wanted to be? Have they completely flipped out? What's the ability of Trump to make people go strong. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you can just go, Jonah Goldberg, go uh, find your own party, and you, you guys, you Kevin McCarthy, start your third party. It'll, it'll uh, implode within hours, because nobody cares about your crap anymore. This is CNN's Manu Raju talking about the GOP and what they must do. So it was interesting that some of these Republicans had a donor summit in, in Texas with billionaires, including Harlan Crow, trying to unite the donors behind one of these alternative anti-Trump candidates, but they're not having much success. Yeah, because the GOP is not behind Trump, but they should be. I'm just telling you. No, they aren't. And, and Republican strategists and consultants that I've talked to across all these battleground states so far have mentioned uh, that they don't think that any type of effort to unite the party behind one Republican candidate is going to work. They say that that's something that the party has been talking about for months and it hasn't materialized. So a lot of them are kind of resigned to the fact that they think that Trump is going to be the inevitable. So all of those who voted for Kevin McCarthy today and Steve Scalise today, uh, I want to see, I'd like to see their names. Because those are the people who are effectively voting against their constituents. The American people, by and large, the Republican Party, people who are are in favor of Donald Trump and his agenda. There are people who are still grasping at straws to try to end it. And they're so overwhelmingly outnumbered that it's over.
Uh, Ronna McDaniel, the GOP, they're putting uh, the next GOP debate on M- on NBC, the most GOP-hating network in the world. You think their ratings are going to be better than the $9 million and they had the last one? No, because people don't care. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Jim Jordan fell 17 votes shy of becoming the Speaker of the House. What is the one thing that the American people, including many Democrats, need right now from somebody in Washington? Trust. Somebody you can trust. Kevin McCarthy was not trustworthy. That's why they gave him a uh, contract. That's why he broke the contract. That's why they fired him. There you go. That's how it works. That's how it works. So we go to a second vote. Um, they got to be an America First candidate. They got to be somebody who's going to fight. Jim Jordan's the only person that we've seen fight. He's relentless. He's done a great job on the House Judiciary. He's doing a great job. I like him. I like uh, Byron Donalds. And I really love Donald Trump. I would love to see Donald Trump, but you know, whatever. It really is. It's about time for some chaos. It's about time for the uh, the apple cart to be upset, tipped over, and rolled down a, a cliff. <laughs> That's what I think. So, Dan Bongino, he's a friend of the show. I've known Dan since he was a, a candidate for office in Maryland. Here's what he says is going to happen when Joe Biden goes to Israel and what he wants. Ladies and gentlemen, don't fall for it. Joe Biden is not going over to Israel to solve the security nightmare over there Why? or prevent World War III. Well, I don't doubt that. Joe Biden, bottom line up front, don't bury the lead, is going over there for one reason, to stall the Israeli invasion to give the enemies of Israel and of civilized man time to regroup. That is it. That is the only reason he's going over there. Wow. That, uh, you know, um, doesn't uh, surprise me. Because if I'm not mistaken, when Joe Biden took office and Bibi Netanyahu came to the United States, Joe Biden refused to meet with him. You remember that a couple of years ago? You remember all the slights of uh, Bibi Netanyahu and all of that? I, I'm really actually surprised that Bibi Netanyahu won't even want him over there, to be quite honest. But uh, he's the only guy who seems to be, uh, well, in the position of someone who is in charge, not necessarily in charge, which makes him an incredible danger to Israel and the world, here's Jim Gossett. Joe gave cash to Iran, and they had a plan for where the money ought to go. I think we know now. A vicious attack that Biden helped back. There's no use to deny it, Joe. Like Obama before. Pretty obvious. You funded this war by giving money to Iran. Tim's are real good at that. And Hamas, you know, they must be thanking Joe. They're among his biggest fans. Thank you. Cause Joe's got friends in Iranian places. And the cold hard truth that he now faces is that Joe should know. Not to give them dough. No, he shouldn't do that, but they do it anyway. But more warfare. Races, thanks to another of Joe's disgraces, cause he's got friends 
Or Ukrainian. He's got friends all over the place. They've given a lot of money. None of them are the world's uh, good people. It's always the uh, the bad actors of the world gave the Biden family a lot of money because those are the people who bribe. <laughs> those are the people who bribe, and they expect something in return. So there is that. There is that. Uh, Joe Biden plans welfare for six million border crossers monitored by ICE. And when I tell you what they're going to do in Chicago and what they are doing in Chicago with tax dollars to house illegals versus their suffering population, your head is going to explode. I'm going to share that news in one moment. Don't go anywhere, particularly you in Chicago. I want you to listen to the amount of money that's being spent. And if you thought that COVID uh, corruption was bad, this could be as, as bad. Half a trillion dollars, COVID fraud. And it's like, okay, no problem. Uh, thousands should go to jail. <laughs> thousands should go to jail. Unbelievable. So anyway, uh, the uh, ICE Immigration's Customs Enforcement has revealed that it is overseeing 5.7 million illegal immigrants, up from 3.3 million before Biden became president. The initiative would cost taxpayers billions and is being compared to welfare assistance for illegals. Uh, Tom Homan, former ICE director, told uh, the outlet, it says here, the outlet, I'm not sure which the outlet is, but I like Tom Homan, that the program is an effort to enlist vendors on in ICE monitoring of uh, migrants via ankle monitors, phone applications, in-person checks. Uh, it's basically uh, open welfare for 6 million people. Legal assistance, uh, psychosocial services, therapeutic services, all of the things that you as a poor person and uh, out of work and working three jobs maybe don't get. Uh, food and clothing banks, housing, public transportation information, parental information, education information, repatriation and reintegration services. There you go. You hear that, East Palestine? You hear that? You hear all the cool stuff that the illegals get here? It's kind of nice, right? According to ICE estimates for the fiscal year 2023, only 194,000 migrants are follow, being followed by GPS and other technology as part of the ADT program, blah, blah, blah. Many more are wandering free in the nation unnoticed, including those from the bad actors of the world. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for the Chicago story? Ooh, because this is going to get ugly. Uh, let me play this first. This is uh, the governor of Massachusetts. Uh, and and uh, the governor of Massachusetts and Eric Adams, Eric Adams had a good speech. If I get to it, I didn't get to play the audio from Eric Adams. He had a good speech written by somebody else, but I'll let my hero actions, uh, you know, have to, your, your words have to be uh, actionable. You know, here's the, uh, the governor of Massachusetts and then Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about the coming winter. And instead of shutting the southern border and preventing the, uh, the, uh, the spread out of illegals across the country, she just want more money. But especially with winter approaching, we need everyone to understand that we are entering a new phase of this challenge. We can no longer guarantee shelter placement for families who are sent here. So we're, we are implementing new strategies to address the situation. So here's what I can tell you. I just mentioned that the president requested $4 billion uh, for a supplemental uh, funding to address what we're seeing at the border, right? And uh, to manage what is happening currently at the, at the southwest border more specifically. And Republicans continue to block us. They do. They continue to block us. And without Congress, the president has taken action. And when it comes to the... Yeah, you know why they blocked you? Because they want the damn border shut down. You just want the Republicans to fund all of the millions you bring across. That's why they're not working with you, you fool. 
border, we've taken action. We've taken action by getting no, you funding. No, you haven't. We had the highest border infiltration last month, 280,000 people. Uh, to deal with the border. Are you getting tired of being lied to about this? I'm getting sick and damn tired of her lying to us about the illegal invasion you and I know about, and you and I know the danger that we face. And I'm getting tired of this nonsense. The, the president is going to continue to do everything that he can. He's not doing anything. To deal with what's going on at the border. He's only making it worse. Well, we just get him to come out here into this room for those of us who are not a member of the pool to ask him questions. Well, look, the president loves taking your questions. He's no, he done doesn't. it a couple times this week. No, I he don't doesn't. have anything to commit to all of you. I'm, just, I'm done with the lies. We don't live in the Soviet Union. I, I Shut up. We know everything you say is a lie. Everything she just said is a lie. We understand. We know everything is a lie. The southern border is a lie. What they're doing to us to destroy the country has always been lied about. But we know it. You and I know it. We can feel it. We can see it. It's so ingrained. We're sitting here. We're watching an invasion of our country by the millions with bad intentions, many of them. And you're screaming, do something about it. Now the Chicago story. Chicago is giving $9,000 to migrants, illegal aliens, to cover their rent and help furnish their apartments as a staggering report reveals that a single medical firm raked in $7 million sheltering the city's asylum seekers for just one month. You thought that uh, COVID was bad? Oh, no. Listen to this. Invoices show staffing the migrant shelters cost Chicago taxpayers more than $7.2 million yeah. during a four-week period this spring. Four weeks! So where did that money go? As we previously reported, Favorite Healthcare Staffing holds the contract to staff the migrant shelters and build the... Favorite Healthcare is out of Kansas! $20,000 for a single nurse during one week last December. Yeah, they, they paid a single nurse $20,000 in a week. That'd be like a 250, 250, 10,000, uh, Let me think about it. New invoices show despite Allery rates being reduced this spring, favorites still build the city for more than $16,000 for that same nurse to work seven days in April. Oh, she took a price cut from $20,000 in a week to $16,000 in a week. Wow, that sucks. How does she cover her rent? All told, in the four weeks we examined, Favorite charged more than $64,000 for the services of one nurse. One nurse! He was working at this YMCA high-ridge shelter. Wow. And he wasn't alone. Our analysis of more than 400 favorite staffing employee invoices shows even the lowest paid staff rates were $50 an hour. The most expensive, 156 before overtime. That means in a year's time, Favorite could have potentially charged the city six-figure salaries for employees working inside the shelters. Wow. I told you Favorite should have been gone. They have not set the standards for what we do in our city. The costs have led to criticism. In Alderman Jeanette Taylor's ward, staffing invoices for the shelter at the former Wadsworth School totaled $1.4 million for the four weeks we looked at. At the end of Chicago, the city's largest shelter with more than 1,500... Did you know that nurse that made the $20,000 in a week? Do you want to know what her annual salary would be? Are you ready? People of Chicago are getting screwed. Uh, $1,040,000 a year. Migrants, the total was $1.6 At the Social Club's shelter in the Loop, 1.2. 
The mayor's office has noted favorite. They're doing the same thing in New York. $20,000 a month for illegals to sleep on a, in a tent. In a tent. People are getting rich off of this. All of these Democrat donors, all of these Democrat insiders are getting filthy rich, just like they did off COVID. Its hourly rates were inflated to cover administrative costs like hotel rooms for out-of-town employees. Which yeah, a million dollars for one nurse, you bet. Part of the reason the administration now wants to hire locally. We've also renegotiated. Um, the oh, there's the idiot mayor of Chicago who's even worse than Lori Lightfoot. The emergency um, contract that I inherited multiple times. And so we're confident as and we you, you didn't reject it. Project out that we've put out an RFP to hire Chicagoans as well as Chicago businesses to be able to reduce the cost. Aldermen we spoke to this week said they have concerns about transparency and costs. But we're encouraged to hear the Johnson administration's plan to save money by hiring local. Oh, yeah, there you go. They'll hire local. That'll take care of it. There you go, guys. $20,000 for a week for one nurse. Then they realize a little for $16,000. To watch a bunch of people here who are illegal here are going to give $9,000 worth of crap to while you and I suffer. Ticking time bomb. Food inflation is crushing millions. Tyler Durden writes. Total inflationary damage done to American consumers since 2020 varies according to who you ask. If you only look at necessities like housing, food, and energy, the economic picture looks increasingly bleak. A higher income bracket, not so bad. It's important to, uh, for these people to understand that 20 to 25 to 50 percent increase in food costs may not mean much to people on a very high income level, but to people on a fixed income, you're screwed. Average middle class, upper middle class households amount for 11 percent of their annual income. 2023 for food, now it's 31 percent. Now all of these things, 31 uh, percent. People are having to shop at dollar stores. I told you this to buy groceries. 42 million people in the U.S. rely on SNAP benefits. That's 4 million more than those using SNAPs in 2019. Food stamps. Yeah. 66 million Americans rely on Social Security payments. 2023. 2022, one in six Americans use food charity, including food pantries in order to feed their families. That's 16% compared to only 6% in 2020. Rising food inflation affects these people the most, and the consequences are becoming visible. Democrats would argue that these stats are simply more proof the government needs to uh, increase spending. No, because what the government has done is created a crisis and then offered a solution that is them, which makes you rely on them. Mission accomplished. The U.S., the most uh, wealthy nation on the planet, has a food security problem and is on the verge of an inflationary calamity for millions of low-income citizens. And while it spends billions, hundreds of billions of dollars on pointless climate change programs, diversity and inclusion initiatives and proxy wars, something has to give. And the chances are growing that it will be the American consumer. And I tell you what, on top of all of the indignities that you could suffer, you and me could suffer. This is just the latest, where those who come here illegally, many of them could be dangerous, terrorists, criminals, and what do we do? We put them up in sweet digs with unbelievable benefits while you suffer. Unbelievable. And it has to change. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Isn't it the same thing when you have an open border and you bring all these illegals who don't know the, the, the culture, don't speak the language, you, you, you populate our major cities with them? 
what, what, why don't these liberals see it for what it is prior to the bad things happening? <laughs> well, first of all, I think there's a great deal of self-interest because these are the people they hope are going to vote for them. Remember, New York City under Eric Adams has already voted to allow non-citizens to vote. And that was done a year, year and a half ago oh, before yeah. these numbers got to be so big. I mean, that's extraordinary, but also happens to be unconstitutional. So it's not going to happen. But, I mean, they, they kind of give away their motive, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the midst of selling their souls, they've sold out their constituents. And if there is a terror attack, which inevitably there will be in the United States, then every one of these bastards need to be held accountable, including, and I consider to be, uh, Kathy Hochul to be one of them. And the idea of the Lady Liberty in our Harvard, which I talked to the young students about, has been the story of New York for 130 years. You know how many people want to see Lady Liberty engulfed in flame where people who left religious persecution or left wars left oppression and left extreme poverty like my own grandparents leaving ireland with nothing yeah and they came to ellis island they did it legally that is what we have always viewed as our responsibility to the rest of the world this is what happens when liberal academia uh gets put into uh, uh positions of authority because they have no ability to solve any problems they just do a lot of meetings they sit around and they uh, uh they have uh, meetings about stuff and they adjourn their meetings and then uh, nothing gets done kind of like you know congress jim jordan i guess failed the second vote that's what i heard if say i failed the second vote we'll see we will see we will see we'll we'll see you know what i say about uh, electric vehicles evs they're for posers right I got nothing against electric vehicles. If you have a, an electric vehicle, congratulations. You can go to Whole Foods and get your field greens and your hummus and your uh, tabbouleh and your, you know, whatever. Cojita cheese. <laughs> in your little uh, Prius or whatever the hell you got. Not even a Prius. Prius has a plug-in hybrid. They don't have a fully electric. At least not in the state. Uh, but that's what they're for. They're for little uh, grocery runs and uh, golf carts. That's what electric vehicles are for. Or those little Barbie Jeeps. You should get one of those Power Wheel Jeeps. They have a, they have a range of about three blocks. Uh, Ford is laying off about 700 workers from Detroit. They build the F-150 Lightning due to supply chain constraints. Oh, and sales falling 45%. Do you know why? Because any person with a pickup truck wouldn't be would be seen in a damned Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck because they're worthless because they can't haul any payload. You can't put cinder blocks in the back. You put you can't put drywall in the back. You can't put uh, you know a toy hauler on the back. You can't put a low boy with lawn mowers on the back. I know this because I'm a blue collar worker from way back. They're worthless. They're not going to be able to give them away. I'm going to tell you that right now. All of these glorious Ford F-150 lightings, with the, you open the hood, there's nothing in the front. It's all in the back, kind of like a mullet. <laughs> they can't give them away. So congratulations. Not only while, while, while driving people, companies out of business, getting employees laid off, they're creating an environmental disaster for vehicles that nobody wants. They will not be able to sell these trucks. All right? Uh, if they do, they'll find some dupes. They'll nearly give them away. Uh, the only way I would consider buying one is if I could put a big eight V8 right in the front and get rid of the electric. Let's take a break and uh, come back, wrap up the show. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Make sure to check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen for all of the outlets of today's show. God bless you. God bless Israel. Pray for peace. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Go, Jim Jordan.